Hello everyone and welcome back to Full Bloom Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning back in to our episode and I hope you guys are having so far a really good day. And for those of you who are new, my name is Linda. I'm a 23-year-old university student with a passion for gardening and photography. My focus in school is criminal justice with a minor in legal studies. I'm a Christian and have been basically my whole life. I'm dedicated to my faith and love spreading the word of God. So guys, I'm going to give you guys a quick um, a little recap about what to expect on today's episode. I want to touch a little bit about a case that's basically touched and moved the whole world. And that's the Gabby Petito case. And the reason why I'm going to be talking about it is because, as I stated before, I am a criminal justice major, so this is a topic that I am really interested in, and I really want to touch on today and go in depth about the timeline of Miss Petito and everything that's going on and what I know up until now. Also, I'm going to be talking and touch a little bit about love in today's world and what it means in our world today and what scripture says about love. First and foremost, I'm going to go ahead and start with the scripture and then we'll go ahead and get into the Gabby Petito case. Before I do all of that, I do want to say a real big thank you to all of you who have tuned in once again to this episode. I do apologize for last week that I did not upload an episode. I was really busy with school. I had a an exam um, for one of my classes that I really wanted to want to do really well in. So I took the whole week um, to study, really um, get focused, and really take the time to review, um, you know, everything I had to for the exam. And just so you guys know, I did do really good on the exam, and I'm so grateful and thankful to God that he gave me the knowledge I needed for that day. I was just so nervous um, for my exam. Like, I was shaking while I was taking the test, but, you know, I found um, a comfort and peace knowing that I had studied. So I did feel very comfortable going into my exam and knowing that I was going to do good, but always there's that fear that I might miss on something. And for my college students, I just want to say, keep up the good work, um, keep studying, keep pushing forward. Just know that at the end of this, this will all be worth it. And I feel like sometimes we do forget why we're going to school, but just keep in mind your end goal. Keep in mind that it's all going to be worth it at the end. Just keep moving forward. I usually find my strength in remembering of what my goal is, remembering why I'm doing this. So to all my students out there, keep up the good work, keep studying, don't procrastinate, which I have trouble doing, but don't, guys, just do, do your work and do the best that you can. For this week's scripture, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and read 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 8 through 9. And if you want to know out of what Bible I am going to be reading out of, what version, it's going to be the English Standard Version. So, First Peter says, Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. Alright guys, and just to remind you, that comes from First Peter chapter 4, verses 8 through 9. And just to 
Um, and just to understand this a little bit more, we see here that Jesus tells us that above all, keep loving one another earnestly. So what does that mean? Earnestly means with sincere and intense conviction. So it means taking it seriously. Since love covers a multitude of sins. I mean, that's how powerful love is. It says right there that that love covers a multitude of sins. Nine reads, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. I mean, how hard is that in today's world? I feel like in today's world, a lot of people are just really selfish, really self-centered. Um, especially our generation, we tend to care a little bit more about our needs, our wants, and we put ourselves above everyone else. But we see here in scripture that that, that shouldn't be the case, that we need to love everyone equally, no matter what. And I think it's really important that we understand that scripture. As simple as it is, I mean, it's just something really important, as simple as it sounds. As I was saying, we're in a world filled of division, anger, but God calls us to love one another. We live in a cancel culture world, but God calls us to love. Bible even calls us to love difficult people. This can be really anyone. Um, difficult people can be someone who doesn't think like you, who doesn't dress like you, people who anger you and really press your buttons and really get under your skin. And that could even be someone who says bad things about you. And I know maybe some of us have gone through that where people talk behind our backs and say mean things. And God calls us to even love those people, which is crazy because you would think, um, no, I'm not going to treat that person good or love them because they're being mean to me. But I mean, the Bible tells us right there in scripture that we need to love above all things, even our enemies. And also, if we take a look here at Luke chapter 6, verses 27 through 31, it says, But I say to you who hear. Now, all of us can hear. If you're listening to the podcast, you can hear. So this word goes out to you and also goes out to me. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. To one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you and from one who takes away your goods. Do not demand them back. And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. I mean, how powerful is that? I don't know how many people are able to relate to that, but I definitely related to it on just on such a deep level to what scripture says. And a lot of us can forget to treat others the way we want to be treated. So if you want respect, you got to show respect to someone else. So it's just something to keep in mind, guys, when we go out on about our days, that we need to love. As much as anger wants to fill our hearts, just remember that if we love, we're basically doing one of the biggest commandments that Jesus told us to do. 
also that uh, one of the golden rules, I would say, in chapter 6, verse 31, Jesus teaches that his followers should treat others as they want to be treated. This is known as the golden rule, and it is a good summary of the Old Testament teaching, if you look at Matthew 7, 12. Um, Since God is kind and merciful, his children should be too. And you can find that on Luke 6, 32 through 36. All right. I mean, how powerful is that? It's just such a good word. Um, So I just want to ask you guys, what does culture today tell us about people who do this to us? What does culture tell us about the people who stab us in the back, about the people who abuse us, about the people who hate on us? I mean, the culture tells us to cut these people out of our lives, um, to ignore them, to never talk to them again. But Jesus said, love them all and to love those people, especially the most difficult ones, you know, and those are children of God, too. Those are our brothers and sisters. So it's just something to keep in mind, and it's such a beautiful thing that the word reminds us that we have to love the way God loved us. So yeah, guys, that's basically what I wanted to touch on today's verse, what it has been speaking to me um, this past week. All right, guys, and now I just want to quickly dive deep into the Gabby Petito case. So I have a a timeline pulled up from people.com. You guys can go ahead and Google that um, if you guys would like to get a little bit more information for yourselves about the Gabby Petito timeline. And the way I found out about this case, about what was going on, was through YouTube. I got it as one of my suggested videos to watch and I thought this had been a case that was a couple years ago. Turns out it was had just happened recent happened recently actually. So when I started looking at it, uh, I started watching the video, I was just in shock. Why? Because these individuals came up across my state of Utah. If you guys know, Moab is in Utah. I've been to Moab. It's such a beautiful place. I've actually been there with my dog. We went there for my high school senior trip. That's where I decided to go was to Moab. When I went, I went by myself just with my dog for about three days. It was scary, I'll admit. I slept in my car. It was not comfortable. It was hot. I remember it was in June that I went. So, I mean, it was beautiful. The sights were beautiful. But being alone, I just don't recommend going on a trip alone. Um, It was beautiful, though. I had a really good time with my dog. We went on small little hikes that we could... So where I initially wanted to stay was in this open field, rocky place. It was um, basically in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, so there were really creepy RV vans that that you could see that had been there for years of how dirty it looked, how, like, 
I think some people like live there permanently and when I went in there I was scared and terrified so we probably were there for like half an hour we hiked came back down I took some pictures and I was like nope we gotta go I don't want to stay here I ended up staying in a gas station where I felt safer just because I know people were coming in and out and I did feel a little bit safer because I had my dog with me so anyone that came along he was like barking growling but it was uncomfortable and I was alone and I didn't know what to do so yeah but it was beautiful beautiful so okay getting right into the Gabby Petito timeline um so Petito and Laundry begin their van life journey on YouTube. I don't know how many people have gone in on YouTube and looked up their channel. They currently right now have only one video and I believe that she had just started her YouTube channel which is why it only has one video. Um, but you can see that she she's really good at editing and she looked like she was having such a great time with her fiance, um, Mr. Laundry. So they were having an amazing time, you know, traveling. And this unfortunate circumstance occurred to her. All right. So Miss Gabby Petito is 22 years old and her fiance, Brian Laundry, is 33. That's something new to me. So there's a 10 year difference. I mean, that's crazy. I don't know how many of you guys knew that, but this is news to me. And posted a YouTube video on August 19th, documenting the beginning of the first of their first cross-country journey together. Um, they wrote in they wrote in the clip's caption that they both decided um, they wanted to downsize their lives and travel full time. Um, so they handcrafted their own 2012 Ford Tran Transit Con Connect to embark on their travels. Um, I've seen the van, and I, if I remember correctly, this van was under Miss Petito's name. So I feel like Miss Petito was the one that really put in just mostly everything into this whole life van journey that they were going into. Also, something to note is that Miss um, Petito is, had just recently quit her job as well to embark on this journey of the van life, which is crazy to me. Like, I mean, she really became dedicated to what was going to be her YouTube channel. Um, I did watch the full police encounter with Miss Petito in Utah, and something that was sort of a red flag was she stated that Mr. Laundry didn't believe in her in her YouTube channel and what and her blog and what she wanted to do. I mean that's just a red flag with anyone with a relationship. If you're gonna be with someone, you wanna know that, that you have they have your full support and you have their full support in everything that they do. So I think that alone is just it was shocking to hear, really devastating, and, and really sad to hear as well. Um, 911 Caller says he saw Laundry slapping Petito. So this happened in Utah. So a couple days before they posted their video, a man called police to report that he saw the couple arguing outside of food, um, 
outside like a food corporate called Moonflower in Moab, Utah. Um, he told the dispatcher that he saw a man hitting a female, according to the audio of the call obtained by People Magazine. Um, I heard it. I heard the call. And yeah, that that's pretty, pretty much real. What they're saying is that the caller did say that the, that a man was hitting a female. The man being Mr. Laundry, the woman being the female being Miss Petito. Um, so what they said was, we drove by and the gentleman was slapping the girl. The caller told the dispatcher he was slapping her, questioned the dispatcher. Um, and the man said yes, and then we stopped. They ran up and down the sidewalk. He proceeded to hit her, hopped in the car, and they drove off. So after the 911 call, the cu- the couple was pulled over by Moab police on August 12th, and their encounter with officers was captured on body cam, on body camera footage that has been publicly publicly released. And like I said, I did watch that video um, fully, all 50, I believe it was over 50 minutes. Um, the footage, Petito admits to striking Laundry, while Laundry admits to pushing his fiance. In the end, the incident was classified as disorderly conduct. And for those of you who aren't aware, disorderly conduct means unruly behavior constituting a minor offense. So, the reason why they did this was because, I mean, there was nothing really major. I think that the cops at the time noticed that was a big red flag. I mean, Miss Petito admitted that she had was hitting him. And as a defense, Mr. Laundry stated that he was trying to push her away to avoid getting hit by Miss Petito. So, it, it, from the cops' perspective, I think they stated their stories in a way that Miss Petito was the one that um, first, that Miss Petito was the first to strike Mr. Laundry, and out of defense, he was just pushing her away. But, I mean, if you think back, the caller said that he was slapping her. So, I mean, I don't know, there could have been a miscommunication between the dispatcher and the officer, but... While I was watching the video, um, Miss Petito just seemed like she didn't really want Mr. Laundry to get into any trouble into, you know, get, I mean, this, this had started becoming their life. So if she gets him taken away, then basically her van life trip is over. Um, so I'm sure she didn't want him to face any repercussions or anything, which is why she made it seem like she was um, the abuser and he was the victim. Um, so, yeah, so then let's see. Then the police officers separated both of them. Um, Mr. Laundry went to a hotel and Miss Petito took the van and left to stay somewhere else. So basically the officer just separated, separated them for one night. Um, I don't think he saw anything really major because if you watch the video, Mr. Laundry just seems, plays the role of the victim throughout the whole time. And he seems to be very compassionate and caring towards her. It makes it seem as if he was not the one at fault. It was all her fault. So it's really sad to see that that's what the cops took away from it which probably wasn't the case. All right, 
so Petito's family receives odd text from Gabby's phone. Um, so Nicole Schmidt, Petito's mother, received a, an odd text from her daughter from her daughter's phone on August 27th, according to an unsealed search warrant filed by police. The message read, Can you help Stan? I just keep getting his voicemails and missed calls. Interesting. So Schmidt told investigators that the Stan is Petito's grandfather, but that she doesn't usually refer to him by his first name. The warrant, which was obtained by people, stated... So the mother was concerned that something was wrong with her daughter, police wrote. This was the last communication that Petito had with her family. After August 27th, her phone wasn't operational and she did not post anything on social media, authorities said in the search warrant. Something also that has come up on social media that people are stating is that on Gabby's Instagram posts... um. People are saying that those weren't her, those weren't her making those posts because they saw there was some sort of difference between her past posts and the ones she had uh, been posting. So that's something else to note that people found interesting. And then Petito was reported missing. Petito was officially reported missing on September 11th. Um, The Suffolk County Police Department at the time that Petito had last verbally contacted her relatives on August 25th when she was near Grand Teton National Park in Jackson, Wyoming. Um, Petito's Petito's father, Joseph Petito, um, told Newsday that his daughter's disappearance felt like drowning with your hands tied behind you. I mean, I can only imagine that when you receive such news, it just feels like a dream. It feels unreal. It feels like, you know, it just doesn't feel real. It feels like a dream. And you're like, I just want to wake up. I just want to get out of this situation. And and it's it's really sad. So Gabby was reported missing on September 11th. So the search for Gabby Petito um, began. Um, So the story unfolded. Many took interest on the disappearance of Petito and tried to help find the 22-year-old New York woman. Um, Both Petito and the laundry spoke out publicly about wanting Petito to be found safe. A letter addressed to Laundrie's parents was read aloud in front of the news media on September 16, which detailed Petito's parents begging for help to find their daughter. And the next day, Cassie Laundrie, Brian's sister, told Good Morning America that Petito is like a sister to her and that obviously me and my family want Gabby to be found safe. Um, She added, my children love her and all I want is her to come home safe and and found and this just to be a big misunderstanding. And then um, later on, uh, Mr. Laundrie is declared a person of interest. So, Northport Police uh, spokesman Josh Taylor told reporters on September 15th that officers went to Laundrie's parents' home to talk to them, but were told to contact their lawyer. Shortly after the announcement, Gabby's uh, Gabby's father, Joseph Petito, told people that he's been a person of interest, in my opinion, since this thing started. Adding, I've got questions, but the only one that matters is where do you leave Gabby? 
Where did you last see her? And then later on, um, on September 17th, Laundry had also gone missing. And North and Northport police said in a statement that they were searching for him and Petito along with the FBI. It is important to note that while Brian is the person of interest in Gabby's disappearance, he is not wanted for crime, police said in a statement. We are not currently working on a crime investigation. We are now working on a multiple missing person investigation. So at that time, it was really, really fishy um, when Mr. Laundry went missing on September 17th when the family reported him missing. He had been missing for almost a week. I don't un- I don't understand why his parents didn't call police officers sooner to report him missing. Any mother, any parent would be in distress about their child if they go missing for more than 24 hours. And something that me and my mom were talking about is that you know, we think Maybe the family might be in on this. Like, it's just so weird that they would go almost a week without reporting their son missing. And what's strange is that I know maybe most of you guys know is that he went and I'm sure most of you guys know is that the family went out to pick up his Mustang where he had last been on a hike. They went, picked up the car, brought it back to their home. It's like, if your son is still out there, wouldn't you want to leave the car? Because maybe he's going to come back. Nope, they just went, picked it up, brought it back home. Which is really interesting. Alright, continuing. Um, Gabby Petito's body is found. Um, the The FBI confirmed on September 21st that Petito's body was found near Wyoming Grand Teton National Park. According to a tweet by FBI's Denver Field Office, Petito died by homicide. Okay, so for some of you who aren't too sure about what homicide means, basically what homicide is 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 the killing of one human being by another. Um, and also, homicide is a general term and may refer to a non-criminal act as well as the criminal act of murder. So... It's sort of still up in the air, you know, they haven't fully, as of right now, they still haven't released as to details of Miss Petito and the homicide and what exactly had occurred. For example, if it was a wound to the head, if it was multiple stabs, perhaps a shot, uh, like a, you know, a gunshot anywhere. Um, so yeah, I mean, and I just remember in the news seeing about, uh, the founding of Miss Petito's body and it was really devastating and really, um, sad to hear that she had been found, but obviously not in the conditions that, that most people would have wanted. Um, and at that time also the FBI said that Laundry is still, it was still currently missing and is a person of interest. So at that time, there's still no warrant out for him, nothing. He's just someone they want to talk to, like, hey, what's going on? And then later on, an arrest warrant for laundry is released. 
Um, so while the search continued to find Mr. Laundrie, the U.S. Uh, District Court of Wyoming issued a federal warrant for his arrest on September 22nd. Federal warrants are nationwide. Basically, <laughs> everywhere around the whole U.S. is where he's wanted. According to an announcement from S- FBI in Denver, the 23-year-old was indicted by a federal grand jury for use of unauthorized access devices. Okay, guys, this just in. <laughs> um, as I was reading that, um, on the People magazine, they stated that Mr. Laundry is a 23-year-old. But I just did a couple of Googling some research, and they found that Gabby Petito... Gabby Petito's fiance at that time, Brian Laundry, is 37 and not 23. What? Interesting. So, um, I'm reading this from an article that says that, I'll go ahead and just read it. It says, one such claim in the Gabby Petito case emerged recently in several reports that Brian is actually 37 years old and not 23 as shared before. Um, Check Wikipedia, Brian Laundrie is not 23, born July 3rd, 1984. He is 37. What else can he be hiding? I don't don't know if Miss Petito might have known that he was 37 and not 23. Which is something really interesting to know. I don't know. Guys, I I can't confirm or deny that Mr. Laundry is 23 years old. Some sources say he's actually 37. Okay, now I'm reading another article that says, No, Brian Laundry's age isn't 37. It's just interesting when news is new, a lot of things can be... Uh, misreported such as age so as of right now guys I will keep digging deep and let you guys know whether Mr. Laundry is in fact 23 or 37 if you guys know please send me a dm I would love to get your guys's feedback on what you guys think so you guys can send me a dm at full bloom podcast really interesting okay yeah this this article began with saying that Gabriel Petito, 22, and fiance Brian Laundry, 33. I wouldn't be surprised if he is 33 and not 23. But anyway, um, as of right now, I don't know what his real age is. All right, so going back to the arrest warrant for Laundry. So the quote-unquote 23-year-old um, was indicted by a federal grand jury for use of unauthorized access devices following Petito's death. Charging documents allege that Laundry used an unauthorized debit card with the intent to defraud. Intent, meaning he meant to do it, he knew about it, and was going to do it. Um, now, they haven't released whether or not this is Gabby Petito's debit card that he used. But, you know, that's still a federal offense if you use someone else's debit card uh, without their permission or anything like that. So FBI was was able to get laundry in this way for an arrest warrant. 
and also the laundry parents still do not know their son's whereabouts. The family attorney told People. And also uh, Petito's father thanks everyone for their support at her funeral. A funeral, a funeral for Petito was held on Sunday, September 26th in Holbrook, New York. Joe Petito thanked everyone for their support in wake of his daughter's disappearance and then asked them not to be sad but rather inspired by Petito and all she embodied. So, I mean, as of right now, that is all we have as for a timeline. Now, sources have come up saying that um, they've spotted Mr. Laundry up in North Carolina. A man stated that he spoke with Mr. Laundry in North Carolina. So as of, as of right now, we know that uh, tipsters have reported a dozen Brian Laundry sightings in North Carolina over the last week, according to officials. So, some people say that they've spotted, spoken with Mr. Laundry in North Carolina. I wouldn't be surprised because of where they last saw him in Florida. He could have already made his way up. He's had so much time to escape, so much time to plan things out. So, I wouldn't be surprised if he is there already. Um... So, some of those reports include a 911 call shortly after 2.30 a.m. Saturday. Let me start that over. Those reports include a 911 call shortly after 2.30 a.m. Saturday by a man claiming he was 99.99% sure positive he spoke to laundry. Um, he was last seen by his parents in Florida mid-September. Um, the caller, whose name was not released, also told the dispatcher the man spoke with. The man he spoke with was driving a white pickup truck, which he believed could have been a new Ford F-150. It wasn't like an old beater, it was a newer truck, he said. And the two crossed paths in a parking lot uh, along a stretch of the Appalachian Trail after the driver in the truck signaled with his arm that he wanted to speak the call wanted to speak the caller said I'm telling you it was him the caller said so I mean it's crazy I I think he's still out there a lot of people question whether or not he is alive but something that um people aren't considering is that um, laundry is known to do hikes like these, intense hikes, and he knows how to do them well. If you've done a little bit of research, you know, Brian does have some experience in this, in backpack, in backpacking, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's still alive out there and just fleeing away and running away. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if he is already, you know, somewhere else. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if he is somewhere else right now. We don't know. Like, there could be people out there helping him. And and that's just sad because, I mean, we want to bring justice for Petito and for her family. Um, I guess it should also be known that the timeline is still a little bit iffy about what is going on. I know I just read to you guys sort of just like a brief timeline, but I mean, the way things occurred, people are so unsure, unclear um, about the timeline. 
um, about when she be, I guess I should clarify, um, the timeline of Petito's disappearance remains unclear. We know the time she last was contact, was in contact with the parents. You know, it's still unclear of the timeline of Petito's disappearance. We know she last contacted her family, but we just don't know if that was even her. So, because of what the mother said, like, hey, this isn't really how she texts me. Like, this is weird. This is odd. It's off. So we still don't know whether or not that was Gabby Petito texting mom. So that's why it's still unclear of when exactly Miss Petito um, disappeared. And also something that is frustrating is the laundry's lack of cooperation. They were the last ones to see Brian Petito before he disappeared. I just know for a fact that they know something. And they just don't want to say it because they want to protect their son. And I understand that's your son and everything, but what about Miss Petito? What about her family, you know? It, it's really sad that it's like they're cut in between her, about, about their family, their son, and also Miss Petito. But it's like, if your son messed up, he messed up, and now he has to face the consequences. So it's just really frustrating that they really won't speak up to police. They won't say anything of what they know. Something my mom was saying is that she thinks maybe Laundry has left the country. It's a possibility, but also with our allies in other countries, we know that they're able to detain someone um, in the meantime and we can ship him back to the U.S. to have him face the consequences. Also, if he would have traveled, I feel like police would have gone to investigate at airports, you know. But, you know, he had like a whole week to escape. So that's that's sort of what's hard. And a lot of people wonder, wonder how why this case got so big so fast. And I feel like it's because the van life is somewhat popular and it's somewhat, you know, I feel like some people's dreams, like, yeah, let's travel, see the world. And it's such a, a beautiful thing to think about. And I mean, this couple touched every, almost, I feel like every single state, they were going from national park to national park, national park. So they went to a lot of places, different states. So it's like they kind of left, you know, a touch in every state. I know since they were here in Utah, I sort of feel a little bit of an attachment to this case and wanting wanting to see justice served for Miss Petito and her family. So it's just really, really sad to see that such a young life be taken away so early. I mean, she had such a bright future. She had so much talent. Um, and it's just sad. Um, so something also... I wanted to point out was that police do have the the van that Miss Petito and Mr. Laundry traveled in. So I'm sure they're in there investigating and looking at, you know, possibly blood remains or anything that can give them evidence as to what happened. But again, Mr. Laundry had so much time to clean it out probably, to arrange things, to make it seem like nothing happened. 
so it's just sad and I think that's what what kind of stays in people's head is like how how did this happen he had so much time to do all of this and also guys I just wanted to say if you guys have any tips, any information on Miss Petito's disappearance or anything like that, or what Mr. where Mr. Laundry might be, make sure to call 1-800-CALL-FBI. That's 1-800-225-5324. Um, there's also rewards out there, um, but you know, we just want to see justice be served for Miss Petito and her family. The, con- the search does continue for Brian Laundry in the Carlton River, and, you know, the Carlton Reserve. Um, it's just sad because, I mean, the family's not even cooperating, so it even makes it look worse on them. So the family isn't cooperating. They're not really doing anything, which raises another flat red flag about, like, what do you know? They were the last to see Mr. Laundry. There's no way they didn't ask, where's Gabby, when he returned without her. Maybe he could have lied. But if anyone knows anyone in a relationship, you always ask how their uh, significant other is doing or how their partner is doing. Like, hey, how's so-and-so? Like, are they good? Like, where are they? Like, why didn't you come with them? And so... I don't know. It's just sad and unfortunate, but you know, there's always always also that possibility where Mr. Laundry could have lost control and done something and Mr. Laundry could have done something that he regretted doing. For example, maybe he got so angry one day. Uh maybe maybe one day they got into a big argument and he pushed her, maybe hit her head. And that's how she died. I mean, like I said, we still don't know. We don't have the autopsy to clarify exactly what has happened to her. Um, Maybe he pushed her while they were driving. Like, I don't know. There's just so many possibilities still about what could have happened. But, you know, there is that chance that Mr. Petito um, did something without really wanting to have done it. You know, we all know when we get angry, we do things. We some people maybe punch walls, throw pillows. Maybe Mr. Laundry's reaction to being mad, being upset, would have cost Miss Petito's life. So, I mean, extremely sad story. My heart goes out to the Petito family. And, you know, all my respects to them because I'm sure this is nothing, nothing easy um, to go through. I can't speak from experience because I don't know what it's like but I can just imagine that it's like their whole world came crumbling down. I'm glad that they at least have that reassurance that she's no longer missing. They have put her to rest. Um, She is now resting and you know let's hope for justice to be served here. As a criminal justice major you know this case um surprisingly hasn't really popped up in any of my classes some of the classes I'm taking just like refers to ethics in criminal justice and policing and you know a lot of people have been talking 
saying bad things about the officer, about backlash for the officer. But I think some people need to understand is that, I mean, he didn't know. I'm sure he's seen other cases where things haven't been major and where things haven't been major and he he and this one just slipped you know um you know a lot of people are criticizing the officer and saying why didn't you take her into custody take him into custody and I think it's because he really he didn't see any huge major red flags I it's hard to predict the future and I think we shouldn't be so easy to judge because having have I think having had known the circumstances of what have caused uh would have happened in the future obviously he would have taken him in would have taken her in to prevent all of this but it's just like those things that you can't predict and Miss Petito was in distress and she was getting anxious if you saw the body cam footage she was hysterically crying and that was really sad to see and the officer probably should have taken a lot of things into consideration but we should also take into consideration that we didn't know what the outcome was going to be he didn't think it was going to be such a big deal probably I mean you can never expect with these things what they'll turn out to be in the future so I think we just need to be all respectful to every single one of them and and I think it's great that people are taking things into their own hands and really um and really taking the investigation very seriously. I know that the cops have had have gotten a lot of tips, a lot of things that could help solve the case. But as of now, since it's so fresh, so new, who knows? how long it's going to take until we solve this. It could be 20 years, 30 years, 5 years, 2 years. Um, there was a similar case, I don't know if you guys know about, where this guy also disappeared. He was wanted by the FBI. He didn't. He also hid in, he also hid in a national forest and they didn't find him 3 years later or 5 years later. So I mean, anything can happen. I just hope justice is served for Ms. Petito and the family. And I am praying for their family, praying that they find peace soon. Um, and yeah, so that's today's podcast, guys. Let me know if you guys like this crime. Uh, talking about crime, talking about cases, because I would love to do, you know, a couple episodes here and there about that. Because I love crime, I love true crime, and I love... I'm a crime junkie and me and my mom, we've both uh, really bond over this and I would love to share some of the, the interesting stories that I found on cases. Um, you know, the interesting stories that I found on cases. I'd love to share that with you guys. Make sure guys you follow us on Instagram at Full Bloom Podcast and I would appreciate it if you guys left the five star review on Apple Podcast. And just remember guys we are available on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Radio Public and Spotify. Thank you again guys for tuning in in today's episode. I apologize for last week. Um, you know, busy with school and and work. So, I go I hope you guys have a good rest of your week and I'll see you guys on the next episode. Guys, let me know if you guys want to hear more of this. I'd love to do more of these. 
go ahead and send me a DM or I don't know, comment somewhere uh, that you guys want to hear more of these episodes. Um, once again, we're at, at Full Bloom Podcast on Instagram. Thank you guys once again for listening and tuning in. I'll see you guys next week and have a blessed rest of your week.